Who are the new faces under center? And can anyone dethrone Clemson in the Atlantic Coast Conference? Well, we take a look at the movers and shakers in the ACC right here. It's time for the College Football Legends Podcast. The players. We're going to hit somebody and we're taking down the field for a touchdown. I guarantee you that. The coaches. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The players. There goes Davis! Oh my God! Davis is going running all the way back! And so much more. College football legends. Heroes come and go, but legends live forever. Believe in college football legends on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Chris Smith. Give me a follow on Twitter at the Sports Jesus. That's at the Sports Jesus. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning on football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. And take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only. Make sure when signing up, you use the promo code NFL100. Bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. While the 2020 season brought a myriad of challenges across ACC football, the end result was still a familiar one. Clemson finishing as conference champion. The Tigers have now won six consecutive outright conference titles, one shy of matching BYU for the second longest such streak in the FBS. The ACC also had a strong year as a whole when it came to recruiting. Clemson leading the way with the number four class in the country, followed by Miami at 11 and North Carolina at 12. So let's dive right in, shall we? And let's start with the Atlantic Division and the Clemson Tigers. Clemson will try to make its seventh consecutive trip to the college football playoff, which would extend its own record because the six appearances are tied with Alabama for most in the sport. But they do have big shoes to fill at quarterback, so say it with me. DJ Uyangulale, now say that three times fast. Yes, it's a new era as DJ started two games last season in place of Trevor Lawrence when he was out with COVID, with Clemson going one and one in those games. Big Cinco performed well in those two games, actually posting a better QBR than Lawrence in the games in which he started in 2020. In the backfield, Lin J. Dixon is the team's leading rusher. He had just 190 yards last year, but in 2019, he rushed for 635 with six TDs. Darian Rencher returns for his sixth year with the program, while the Tigers also brought in freshman Will Shibley, who was the number two running back in the class of 2021. At the wideout position, Justin Ross is looking to make a comeback after missing that 2020 season while recovering from back surgery. He burst onto the scene as a true freshman in 2018, leading the team with 1,000 receiving yards and highlighted a pair of one-handed catches in a national title game win over Alabama. The Tigers also bring back tight end Brandon Galloway, 
and wide receiver EJ Williams. Now, Clemson finished with the second highest defensive efficiency on its way to the college football playoff last season. And this fall, they return nine of their 11 defensive starters. On the recruiting front, the Tigers finished with the number four class in 2021, their seventh straight top 10 class. Let's take a look at the schedule. And all oh, right off the bat, Clemson starts off with a heavyweight matchup against Georgia at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. And Zach Barnett, National College Football Writer for Football Scoop, says this game is one of the top three non-conference games of the entire season. This game is kind of the best of both worlds in that uh, these, these programs have a history together. They they used to play annually. They, they, they still get together every now and then. And uh, it's just undeniably a massive game. Whoever loses is, is by no means eliminated. Uh, but whoever wins, obviously, uh, will have a right to be the, the number one team in the country and uh, has the ultimate mulligan if they if they do drop a game. And then uh, that's not to say that there's no stakes at all because uh, no team has ever lost twice and made the playoffs. So if you're Georgia and, and you lose to Clemson, you're, you're thinking, oh my gosh, we got to go undefeated uh, from here on out. The Tigers will get back to playing South Carolina. The pandemic ended the streak of 111 years where the two teams met from 1909 to 2019. And the ACC had three other teams finish in the final AP poll last year with Notre Dame, Miami, and UNC. But Clemson will not have to face any of them this season. A lucky draw. Now let's take a look at the NC State Wolfpack. They're going to look to build on that 2020 campaign where it won a program record seven conference games. Devin Leary is set to return under center for NC State. He led the Wolf back to a 3-0 record as the team started QB in 2020, but had his season cut short due to a fractured fibula. But last season, he was hot. Larry posted an 80.5 total QBR, ranking fourth out of 18 ACC QBs with at least 100 pass attempts. And NC State is looking to return its top five leaders in scrimmage yards from a year ago. That includes running back Zonovan Knight, who led the team with 788 rush yards and 10 TDs in 2020, and wide receiver Amika Emezi, who led the team in receptions and reception yards last season. He's also back. Bam Knight's 31 broken tackles last season ranked second in the ACC and fourth in all of the FBS, just behind Javante Williams, Najee Harris, and Tank Bigsby. So what does the road look like ahead for the Wolfpack? Well, they open their season against South Florida on September 2nd, NC State is 4-1 all-time against the AAC since the conference first season in 2013. Then they're going to travel to Starksville to take on Mississippi State. And the Wolfpack, they're just 1-5 versus SEC teams since 2000. And NC State opens its ACC schedule against Clemson at home. The Wolfpack, though, have lost eight straight games versus Clemson. Dating back to 2012, it's their longest active losing streak versus any single opponent. Let's go fly and check out the Louisville Cardinals. Louisville increased its win total by six in Scott Satterfield's first season. However, the Cardinals were not able to build on that success in 2020. So I asked Zach Barnett, National College Football Writer for Football Scoop, is Satterfield on the hot seat? Obviously, he uh, interviewed for the South Carolina job, and uh, Louisville was pretty uh, none too happy. By that move, I think he was um, trying to play chicken a little bit with his AD over his contract, and it blew up at his face. 
So uh, if if Louisville doesn't improve for this season, I think that's one to watch. We're going to have to keep an eye on that, but Coach will have Malik Cunningham back under center for the cards in his third season as a starter. Cunningham ranks top three among ACC passers in total QBR and pass TDs since the start of the 2019 season, while also leading all ACC quarterbacks with over 1,000 yards rushing over that span. Running backs Jalen Mitchell and Hassan Hall will look to fill the void left by Javian Hawkins. And they had some big-time losses, too, with Tutu Atwell and Dez Fitzpatrick also departing. The Cardinals will look to a Braden Smith who had 27 receptions, 370 receiving yards in 2020, and tight end Marshawn Ford. He had a 13 reception TD since 2019, most among current returning ACC players. And it looks like a tough road ahead. Louisville will host Clemson on November 6th. The Cardinals have faced Clemson six times since 1996, and they are measly 0-6. and six. But in that regular season finale, Louisville will take on Kentucky, the two schools have met a total of 54 times, with Kentucky taking 37 of those games. And now we head to Tallahassee and the Florida State Seminoles. FSU's 3-6 and six record in Mike Norville's first season was its worst since going 3-8 in 1975. Heading into year two on her coach, the Seminoles are bringing in a number of notable players via transfer. One of those is QB Mackenzie Milton, who hasn't played since 2018 after suffering a dislocated knee for South Florida that season. And for Eric Froton, sports writer at NBC Sports, Milton could be the feel-good story of the year. Josh, what a great story. It's, it's like the Alex Smith of the, yes, uh, of the, of the college level. football world. Yeah, it's just it, everybody... You hear uh, across the board, everybody speaks in, associated with UCF, loved Mackenzie Milton. You know, everybody gave him his blessing when they transferred to Florida State. It's just he's unfortunately behind Dylan Gabriel, you know, who yeah. was simply spectacular last season. And it's nothing against Mackenzie Milton. He didn't do anything wrong. It's just that's – you got Wally Pipps. That's just life. Yes. Um, but in terms of what you're looking at in that QB room, uh, Chubba Purdy, who came in as a top 20 QB recruit last year, hurt his shoulder. Um, you know, displayed some questionable accuracy. So we don't know what he's even going to look like, you know, how if he's going to come back. Jordan Travis is strictly a dual threat with not really a lot of passing acumen. Uh, you're not going to stretch the field with Jordan Travis, just simply put. Every time you see him get, get pressured, he's pulling that ball down and he's running. And, you know, it'll work to some extent. But as you saw with Miami – you know, two years ago where they had Nikosi Perry and Jaron Williams. And, you know, if you don't have a quarterback that you know you can depend on to stick in the pocket, feel the pressure, and be able to deliver a strike downfield, then you're not going to win at the kind of level you need to win. Sure. When no matter who you recruit. You just can't do it, you know? So um, I, I think Mackenzie Milton can certainly, I mean, we've seen he is an accurate competent, uh, you know, measured passer who just did it. He was so amazing, you know, a couple of years ago at UCF. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Hopefully the leg has come back to the point where he's comfortable off of it. You know, it's a plant foot. So, you know, he's leaning on that. You want to make sure that he's okay. But uh, he's a drastic upgrade over they have right now and gives him a little bit of time, you know, one more season to kind of figure out what it's going to look going forward 
in that quarterback room and really be able to develop the future of Florida State. So I think it's a, it's a pivotal transfer acquisition uh, just to be able to buy them time and be able to, you know, have somebody who you know you can depend on delivering that third down and eighth strike when yeah. you need it. The former Knights single caller comes to Tallahassee with a 27-6 and six record as a starter and 72 career pass TDs. That's good for a second most among active FBS QBs entering this season. And that incumbent QB, as Eric mentioned, is Jordan Travis. Travis was effective with his legs last season as he led the team with 559 rush yards, which broke FSU's single-season record for rushing by a QB, a previous mark set by Heisman Trophy winner Charlie Ward in 1992. He finished with a team-high seven rush TDs in 2020, including at least one in each of his last six games. His six straight games with a rushing TD is the longest active such streak among FBS QBs. But it was the recruiting haul that got Eric Froton's attention. Perhaps nobody on signing day in terms of a, a program got a bigger bump in Florida State. And, you know, this is a, a program, obviously, Joe Norville comes into town. Uh, he's taking some heat, you know, before the season even started. Marvin Wilson called a, a players-only meeting where he refuted some of the things that Norville had told the team, that he, he told the press that he said to the team about some of the, you know, the, the strife and the BLF movement, things of that nature, where he said he was a little more supportive than he really was. And that caused a lot of heat. He took some, you know, he took a beating early on. Um, yeah, and they, they expect a lot in Tallahassee. They do, and as they should, you know. What's proud, proud program brought low in recent years, and uh, they're looking to come back. So, they, you know, a, 20, a 30th ranked recruiting class, you know, okay, but gosh, you bring in Destin Hill, four star wideout, all of a sudden uh, they jump up to number 22 in the country. And Destin Hill, you know, this isn't a, this is a kid who was highly sought after, six foot two pounds. He was getting hounded. Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Oklahoma, LSU. Yeah, all, all the blue bloods yeah. came for him. You know, big deal. In fact, you got a, you got a quote here from Norvell um, when he talks about his incoming wide receivers. And he says, Dad Hill, coupled with another star in Malik McClain, who was the 42nd ranked wide receiver uh, in the country, 270th overall recruit. Uh, Josh Burrell, another star, uh, four star receiver. They're already here on campus right now. It's a great trio of young freshman wide receivers. I think have an unbelievable ceiling. That's the truth because you look at Florida State, what you have to remember about the Knowles, they were the youngest team, not just in the Power Five last year, in the entire FBS. Wow, that's amazing. Florida State. So you're talking about a ground up. Nova's trying to re, you know, remold this program in his image. They had severe offensive line problems. Remember a couple of years ago, it was like, I mean, it was a running joke amongst society. You know, like, I, I, anybody, I was getting asked by people who don't even know anything about college football. They're like, man, Florida State's line's bad this year. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you look at Cam Akers, what he did behind you know, the Rams uh, offensive line this year. Sure, Cam, Cam Akers. Cam Akers. I always felt bad for him. Oh, the mileage he put on. He probably got a couple years of his career off just because of that. You know, They dealt with uh, you know a lot of issues. So the fact that. He's coming out here, and Norvell is is doing a pretty nice job on the recruiting trail. Also bringing in, you know, uh, some experience because they need it because they're young. Yeah, a lot of transfers. Two and, two and six. You got, uh, you know, Auburn starting running back heading in the season, DJ Williams, before he got taken over by Tank Bigsby, which is you know, somewhat inevitable. But a four four star. Here comes DJ Williams, Georgia four star defensive end, Jermaine Johnson hits the road. South Carolina 
everybody's transferring out of South Carolina. <laughs> They're running for the hills after much champ. Yeah, it turns out if you're in the SEC and you're looking for a talent infusion, you go, okay, who does Tennessee have on the transfer portal and who does South Carolina have? Yeah. Let's go get some talent. So they went and grabbed two of them, Jamie Robinson and Keir Thomas, uh, in, in the wake of Will Muschamp hitting the road. So um, all told, they brought in eight transfers in addition to 17 true freshmen uh, and really, you know, planted a flag in order to say, look, we're, we're back, we have a seat at the table. We're back. You know, we're quitting at a top 25 level. That's where we want to be. And uh, that's that's a really positive step in the, in the right direction for Jay Norville, who, like I said, had tumultuous first year. So what does it look like for Unconquered? Florida State opens its season at home against Notre Dame, and it will be the third time in four years that the two teams have met. Both previous matchups were won by Notre Dame, but this will be the first time since 2014 that Notre Dame will visit Tallahassee. Let's jump up to the Northeast and the Boston College Eagles in year two for Jeff Halfley. One big name you can't forget about this year for BC, Phil Jakovic. He returns for a second season at Boston College after transferring from Notre Dame. He impressed in his first year with the Eagles, throwing for over 2,500 yards, 17 TDs, and posting a 71.3 total QBR. And scout and NFL draft analyst Ryan Roberts thinks highly of the six foot five gunslinger. So, you know, for the Notre Dame fan in me, uh, you know, Jerkovic was a high recruit, high four star, boarding on a five star recruit out of Pine Richland High School, which is up near the Pittsburgh area. And, you know, them getting him to Notre Dame was a big deal at the time for me. I thought that he was going to be the next great signal caller in, in Notre Dame. And of course, he got kind of fed up with you know sitting on the bench a little bit with Ian Book I know that the you know relationship between him and you know some of the offensive coaches wasn't the best near the end there but Boston College lands and and for me it, I think it's a little more than that Pittsburgh connection but we're talking 6'5 we're talking about 230 plus pounds he reminds me a lot of Ben Roethlisberger when he was coming out of Miami Ohio I think that he plays very similarly in the sense of like he has a he's a big guy has a very strong arm but the thing that he can do out as an extender um, outside of the pocket, you know, breaking tackles inside, being such a physically well put together young man. I think that he has a lot of attributes that are sim similar to a young Big Ben. And I, I really do think that he has an opportunity here because he's only a one year starter at Boston College. He has all five offensive linemen coming back. All that five helps. of my figure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think all five of them are going to have a chance to play in the NFL. And then he's got Zay Flowers, who's a really talented wide receiver coming back as well. So I think that that. Second year coming in the offense, I think there's going to be a big bump in production. I gave him a second-round grade right now because I think that the talent is all there. You know, he's got some things that he needs to kind of, you know, figure out and work through from a technical perspective that you would you – know, is very understandable of a, of a you know, just a first-year starting quarterback. But I think the talent is all there. And I don't even think it's that big of a hot take to have him, you know, somewhere in the top five of the quarterbacks right now because, I mean, Dane Brugler of the Athletic had him, I think, going number 15th overall to the Pittsburgh Steelers in a recent mock draft. So lots to like about Phil Jacoby for sure. Yeah, replacing Big Ben with a similar Big Ben. And right. like you said, he's the first BC quarterback with four or more 300-yard passing games in a season since Matt Ryan did it in 2007. And like Ryan mentioned, Zay Flowers returns after leading the ACC with nine reception TDs last season. And they do return those five starters on the offensive line, including four who earned all ACC honors last season. 
So what lies ahead for the Eagles? Boston College opens its season against Colgate. This will be the first time they play Colgate in school history. And then they face conference foe and reigning ACC champion Clemson at the start of October, where they have a 10-game losing streak to the Tigers and haven't won since 2010. Let's check out the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And is there an encore for a record-setting offense? Wake scored 36 points per game last season, good for third in the ACC, setting a new program record as well. It's just a four-time a Wake Forest team has scored 30 points per game in a season, and all have come under current head coach Dave Clawson. QB Stam Harden will look to start the same way he did last season. He threw 258 consecutive passes without an interception from November 30th, 2019, all the way to December 12th, 2020. And wide receiver Jaquari Robertson is back after a stellar 2020. Look, he ranked in the top three of the ACC in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns last season. He also finished with the season with four straight 100-yard receiving games, tying the program record. Looking at the schedule, Wake opens its season with a pair of non-conference games against Old Dominion and Norfolk State before welcoming FSU to town to open ACC play on September 18th. Let's head to the Empire State, the Syracuse Orange, and can they turn things around? Syracuse 1-10 campaign last season was one of the worst in program history. Head coach Dino Babers returns for his sixth season with the program, and outside of a 10-win season in 2018, the Orange have ranked near the bottom of the conference. Last year, Syracuse used three different starting quarterbacks. Two of those three, Tommy DeVito and Jacobian Morgan, return while the Orange also brought in Mississippi State transfer Garrett Schrader. And they got a tough road ahead. On September 11th, Syracuse faces off with four big East rival Rutgers for the first time since 2012. And Syracuse's ACC opener is at Florida State, where the Orange have never won going 0-6. And they wrap up the regular season with Pittsburgh, and the Panthers have won seven of the last eight in this series. Oh, exciting news. Our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You will be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, that's spelled B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. All right, now let's take a look at the Coastal Division and the Miami Hurricanes. Manny Diaz's squad, finished 8-3 last season, will look to make the jump to contend with perennial powerhouse Clemson. And look, arguably the most pivotal piece coming back to Coral Gables is starting quarterback Eric King, who will be playing in his sixth year in college football. Since his first season in 2016, King is the only active QB among the top five leaders in touchdowns scored since then. 
The Texas native did tear his ACL in Miami's bowl game versus Oklahoma State last season. And the lone transfer on the offensive side of the ball is former Oklahoma wide receiver Charleston Rambo. In three seasons with the Sooners, he recorded 76 receptions for over 1,100 yards and nine receiving TDs. And there's big hopes in South Beach, but looking at their schedule, Miami opens up the season with a big test, facing off against defending national champions Alabama in Atlanta. They also host Michigan State in their third game and will look to get their first win against a Big Ten opponent since 2015. Let's cruise on over to Tobacco Road and the North Carolina Tar Heels. They enter year three under Mac Brown and what will likely be Sam Howell's last collegiate season before declaring for the NFL draft. So I asked Steve Hegel of JustCollegeFootball.com, is this the year they make it to the mountaintop? I think Mac Brown steadily has built that team in the last couple of years. Um, you know, this this looks like maybe, maybe next year, of course, he's got the Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback this year. So I think this might be the high point this year. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in that AC championship game against Clemson. Uh, they don't play them in the regular season. So it'd be very interesting to see how they face off uh, in the AC championship game. They had the, w- w- if they do meet. Brown is also one win shy of 260, which would make him the 19th coach to reach that milestone, regardless of division. Sam Howell has tossed 68 touchdown passes through his first two collegiate seasons, the most by any player in ACC history. Howell is just the fifth ACC player of the last 25 seasons with multiple 30 pass TD seasons. He also has thrown a touchdown in every single game he's played for UNC, which is tied for the third longest such streak in the ACC over the last 25 seasons. With one more pass TD, he'll have broken a tie for the most in school history. The bad news, though, Howell will be missing his top four targets from last season, but sophomore Caffrey Brown returns with the most production, recording 337 receiving yards with two reception TDs. Senior Bo Corals will likely step into the rotation after missing seven games due to injury last season. In the four games which he did play, he recorded 13 catches for 238 yards. And keep an eye out for true freshman Gavin Blackwell because he could also step into the mix, the number 28 wide receiver in the 2021 recruiting rankings. And after losing a ton in the backfield, Ty Chandler will likely step into the lead role for UNC this season after spending the last four years at Tennessee. The grad transfer totaled over 2,000 yards rushing, 465 receiving yards, and 16 scrimmage touchdowns while in Knoxville. On the recruiting front, the Heels also had the 12th best recruiting class coming in for 2021. So what lies ahead? North Carolina opens the season on the road against Virginia Tech. They've lost four of five in the last game against Tech and are just three and six in Blacksburg. UNC will also have to go on the road against Notre Dame, which could be a tough battle considering they are 0-12 all-time on the road against the Fighting Irish. Let's move on up to the Keystone State and the Pitt Panthers. 13 of 14 ACC teams are set to return a quarterback with starting experience this year, and Pitt's Kenny Pickett is the most experienced of the bunch with 36 career starts. The fifth-year senior will have an opportunity to etch his name higher up in Pitt's record book, while the Panthers also bring back three starters on the offensive line. Pickett will have lots of help at the skill positions, as nine of the Panthers' top ten leaders in reception yards last season return for 2021. 
Additionally, seven players who rush for at least 50 yards also come back this year. Highlighted by Vincent Davis, who rushed for 632 and six rushing touchdowns as a true sophomore last season. But the biggest weapon coming back for Pitt is wide receiver Jordan Addison. He led the team in receptions, reception yards, and reception TDs as a true freshman last season. Addison finished fourth among FBS freshmen last season in reception yards and also recorded the third most catches in a season by a freshman in Pitt history. The Maryland native also became the first freshman to leave Pitt in receiving since Tyler Boyd in 2013. And Pitt's going to face two of the teams it lost to in 2020 in back-to-back weeks this season with both meetings at home, October 23rd versus Clemson and October 30th versus Miami. Now we take a look at those Virginia Tech Hokies and they're looking to get back on track. Justin Fuente's first season in Blacksburg resulted in a 10-4 year in 2016, but last season was the worst yet, finishing 5-6 and and foregoing a bowl game. Fuente also has lost three straight bowl games since winning at the Belk Bowl in 2016. And it's not going to get any easier. Hand and Hooker's departure to Tennessee leaves Braxton Burmeister as the only quarterback on the roster with starting experience. He finished 3-1 last season, 1-4 in his first two seasons at Oregon. He also has a little bit of a ground game, rushing for 182 yards at four yards a clip and two rushing TDs last season. Braxton will have help on the outside, though, as seven of the top eight receivers from last season return. Rasheem Blackshear will likely step into the role left by Khalil Herbert. On the schedule, Virginia Tech will travel to Morgantown to take on their formal rival West Virginia on September 18th. The Hokies and Mountaineers played every season from 1973 to 2005, but have only played once since then. Let's take a look at the Virginia Cavaliers. And Brandon Armstrong had a slow start to the season last year, going 1-3 with a total QBR of just over 55. However, in the final five games of the season, he flipped the script and elevated his play, adding nearly 20 points to his total QBR. He also led the Cavaliers to four wins with a TD to interception ratio of 11 to 5. Armstrong will also be without the services of Lavelle Davis, who missed most of the 2021 season due to a torn ACL sustained in the spring. So it's Billy Kemp the fourth. He returns after leading the team in receiving yards and receptions in 2020. Last season, he became just the fifth different Cavalier to record multiple 10-plus reception games in a season. And how about the coach, Bronco Mendenhall, enters year six at Charlottesville, having taken the Cavaliers to the ACC title game in 2019. So what does the road ahead look like? Virginia hosts Illinois in a non-conference matchup on September 11th. In its ACC opener, Virginia faces a North Carolina team with high expectations. The Cavaliers, however, have won each of the last four meetings, including a 44-41 thriller on Halloween last season. It doesn't get easier. Virginia plays Notre Dame November 13th, where the Cavs are 0-3 all-time versus the Fighting Irish. Let's head to the ATL and the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Quarterback Jeff Sims was the first true freshman to start a season opener for Georgia Tech since Reggie Ball did it in 2003. He went on to start all 10 games last season, but struggled to play consistently. Sims had a five games last season with at least one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown, only one Georgia Tech quarterback 
has had more in a season over the last 25 years. Jamar Gibbs was a standout last season, leading the team in scrimmage touchdowns and ranking in the top two on the team in receptions, reception yards, and rush yards in his true freshman season. And Gibbs only played seven games and is primed to take on a larger load this season. He was targeted 31 times last season, tied for third most on the team. So Georgia Tech, they're going to open this season with a pair of non-conference home games before heading on the road to play Clemson, a place it hasn't won since 2008. And according to ESPN's FPI, the Yellow Jackets have the toughest strength of schedule among ACC teams. So we head back to Tobacco Road and the Duke Blue Devils, and we want to know who is playing quarterback. Chase Bryce transferred to App State, and the Blue Devils have just two quarterbacks on the roster who attempted a pass in 2020, Luka Diamond and Gunnar Holmberg. Those two combined for 33 pass attempts, three interceptions, and not a single pass TD. They are the only school in the conference to not return a quarterback with any starting experience. But Mateo Durant returns to Durham after leading the Blue Devils with four 100-yard rushing games last season. He finished a fourth in the conference in yards per rush and sixth in rushing with 817 yards. And the good news for Blue Devil fans is Duke's 2021 schedule will not require a lot of long-distance travel. Their only non-conference road game is an in-state trip to Charlotte to open the season. And 10 of their 12 games overall will be played in the state of North Carolina. The Blue Devils' only scheduled out-of-state trip are both north to Virginia with games at Virginia on October 16th and Virginia Tech on November 13th. All right, it's time to go for two. Get that kicker out of there. Two final points. Two huge college football futures at BetOnline for the ACC. First, who will win the Heisman Trophy this year? North Carolina Sam Howe has the fifth best odds to win the hardware and the best odds for any player in the ACC. Also at Bet Online are the odds to win the college football championship, where Clemson has the second best odds behind Alabama. And of course, Believe in College Football Legends is presented by Bet Online. Thanks for listening to the Believe in College Football Legends podcast. Make sure to check out all the prior episodes with Heisman winners, legendary coaches, and sports personalities reliving the greatest plays. You can tweet your questions at the Sports Jesus and join us next week because it will be legendary.